Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, everyone, welcome to another episode of Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Well, Reds, um, we keep saying that the games are coming thick and fast. I can't keep up with them. I've got my wee notepad here and I see that we've got City and United coming up. We're comfortably, comfortably through in the Champions League, which is what we expected. And um, there was an absolute thriller at the weekend there, Liverpool versus City. Um, in this podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of review the, the City and uh, Liverpool game at the weekend. We're, and then we're going to go to the second part of the podcast and we're going to kind of briefly preview the, the City game of the weekend because, you know, we, we've already done that. And obviously talk a little bit about United as well. And we've got uh, Johnny Fahey on. Um, he's a friend of the pod and he's been on a couple of times and he always puts a good uh, a good argument for United. Um, but in the meantime, just a little bit of announcement um, to everyone. So we've just put out on our social medias um, that we are about to interview John Barnes. We've got a little bit of good news and a little bit of bad news. So, um, the gentleman that I am, Danny, I'll let you give the bad news, and then I'll give the good news. What a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> now, the bad news is that John Barnes uh, has had to postpone the event, hasn't he? So, uh, is it, it's either he's postponed the event or the organisers have postponed the event. It's, it's, way above, event. It, it's way above our head, but the, the event has been postponed into the autumn, which means we, we will still, got, still get our chance to interview John Barnes. Um, but unfortunately, it won't be in a couple of weeks' time. So um, that's, that's the bad news is it won't be in a couple of weeks' time. The good news is it's something to look forward to. And uh, just a bit, of, a bit of an announcement there. So um, we don't have another <coughs> Steve Staunton situation, but there you go. We, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll move swiftly on to the game. Um, Danny, so first of all, mate, Manchester City, Sunday. Um, I think a lot of people who are regulars listen to this podcast know that Sundays are really, really busy for you. Um and it was one of those games that, no matter what you do and where you was, the world stopped and watched. And I have to say, I think I'm only just recovering from that game. Danny, what, 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 how on earth did you... Everyone's saying it, put it this way, before we discuss it, everyone was saying it was the 
biggest game in Premier League history. You know, they had that kind of builder towards it, which was you know, Sky were doing special episodes and stuff like that. Um, but it didn't disappoint, did it, mate? No, it was ridiculous. Like, it sounded weird at the start of the pod when you said that we we're going to be reviewing City and then looking to the game forward against City. But to be honest, if the if the game, if the next game ends up as big, like this, this FA Cup clash ends up as big as what that game was on Sunday, then... You could easily fill a couple of hours. I think we could fill probably two hours now just talking about that Liverpool City game at the weekend because it was ridiculous. As you said, normally I'm really busy on a Sunday, but there was no way you're missing a game like that. And I think we alluded to it on the last podcast, didn't we, that normally a game like this has got so much hype and then normally it falls flat in its face. Yeah. Um, But you know what? This one didn't. And it really lived up to it. It was two teams that went all out. I think I put up on, on social media, Jordan, the game, that normally in games like this, you see two teams that don't want to lose, where in that game, it was two teams that wanted to win, and they just went for it. I I think I would be right in saying, and I don't know whether you would argue with me on this, Ammo, I think first half, we were were lucky to go in at the scoreline that it was. I I think we, we made a few mistakes, and I think, do you know what? If we finish the league, and by some chance we win this league this season, we will look back at games like City and games like Watford, games like Crystal Palace and a number of other games where teams just didn't take chances that on any other day they would have taken. And Liverpool have kind of created this look around them that we're managing to, to get away with some really like chances that would have been finished on any other day. And I think that's that helped us massively. But second half at the same time, sorry, I'll let you jump in the sec, but second half, um, I feel at the same time that if the second half, if that was at Anfield, we'd have won that game. Yeah. And yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I would say my, my assessment of the game was we were lucky overall. I think City were the better team. I think that City had the better chances. And I think that Liverpool teams, you know, in the past would have crumbled and got beaten three or four that game. And what I will have to say, Jurgen Klopp built it up. He said it's the toughest challenge in world football playing away at City. You know, a lot of people are saying that these are the best two teams in the world, and you can see why. So if you think of it like this, no matter what type of team or how good your team is, if you're going to the best team in the world away from home, even though no fans, um, <laughs> it's still a tough challenge. But all jokes aside, I think City got the better of it. I think the fact that we got a result out this game. It wasn't so much about getting the point. It was stopping City from getting the extra two. Yeah. And the fact that I think they edged it and we stopped them and we just stayed in the game could have a lot a lot to say. It's easy to say that um, that Manchester City are now favourites and they're going to walk away because it's fixed list and all, but it's not that simple. I, I, I'm going to go on a bit of a whimmy now, Danny, and say Manchester City are not going to win all the games before now and the end of the season. They're capable, but I, I, I fancy they make the draw one and potentially maybe lose but let's say definitely draw at least one but I'm going to say the same for Liverpool so it's one of them where it's still it's a tough one but every single game now is going to be heightened to the absolute highest formity which kind of makes it exciting for the league makes it exciting for the Premier League for football fans around the world for us as podcasters and just for the world of football in general so there you go all I can say is City had the better of it we got into it what a goal by Manny on his birthday happy birthday Sadio Manny um, we were both wrong with our predictions of the lineup. We were both wrong with our predictions of the score, and yeah, Mo Salah didn't score, but what a ball through to Manny! Yeah, um, was, do you know what? It was just unbelievable. ridiculous, wasn't it? It was just it was exciting to watch, it was exhilarating. And I think you're right, to be honest, and I, and I would massively agree with you is that the league, I think, this season isn't going to be won by the better team, 
it's going to be won by the team that can just grind out the most results because that's sometimes what the Prem is all about. It's not necessarily about doing what we done when we won the league a couple of seasons ago and just blowing everyone away. But sometimes it's about playing just gritty football. We've seen that at the end of that game and anybody as a neutral sitting there going, ah, oh, the poor scumbags, like you, the amount of technical fouls we made at the end of that game, Van Dijk just booting De Bruyne, uh, Fabinho doing the same thing. Sometimes you have to play dirty to get results in games. And this season for me is going to come down to who can grind out the most results. Because as you said, I think both teams have potentially still got at least a draw, if not another loss in them before the end of the season. And we're playing a lot of teams. Both teams are playing games against teams that have still got stuff to play for. Yeah, well, that's the thing, yeah. And it's one of those situations where we've not really been in this before. We're still fighting for all four trophies. City is still fighting for three. Yeah. And we've got this FA Cup game coming up. And it's it's not surprising that it was a draw in the end. But how it's gone, the fact that I think the way City should have won the game, they dominated the game, and we've got a point out of it. You're just thinking, you're sitting here now a point behind when we could have been four points behind. And then you would be saying, listen, you know, we were 14 points behind and stranger things have happened, but, you know, let's just fight for the European Cup and the, and the and the FA Cup, you know, you know, but we're still fighting for the Premier League. And even if both teams win every game between now and the end of the season, it will still be held as one of the best title races because there'll be a point in it. And I think it will go down to the last game of the season and maybe Stevie G, Aston Villa, you know, I can just see it now, a Philip Coutinho dribble, and we chip to the back post and Danny Ings comes out of nowhere with a, with a diving header. Top in last minute of the game, I can see it. It's written in the stars. Stevie G runs onto the pitch, slips. <laughs> but I can, I can, I can just see it now. FIFA, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I've never played FIFA in my bloody life. Not one of them boys. Uh, not, not nothing against FIFA, by the way. But I think people listening to this podcast know there's a difference in a, a football fan and a FIFA fan. Let's just put it that way. We, oh, we've yeah. all seen them, haven't we? You know, the, <laughs> let's not go there. You can do an episode on that, you know. <laughs> you could. The, did, did I, think all this... I think you're right, though. I think everything about these two teams and the way that this league's going to finish, and, and I think this is why there's so much hype around it, is that it's got all the feel of the early 2000s El Clasico, the, the Real Madrid, Barcelona, the best players playing for the best teams in the world, battling it out in a closely fought top of the league. And, and that's what we're seeing here. And that's why everybody, that's why you're constantly getting all these news reports of Mbappe wants to come to Liverpool, Haaland's going to go to Man City. All these best players are being linked with the clubs because we are the two best teams on the planet right now. And I think I think it's it's safe to say that that's probably a fact. Yeah, well, absolutely. And not to mention, Danny, not to mention that people are already saying and, and comparing Liverpool and City to like, the greatest teams and the greatest rivalries, you know, the, the United and Arsenal of days gone by, the Chelsea and United of days gone by, and you know, Liverpool City. I think already it doesn't matter what happens this season, they're already in that category of one of the greatest rivalries, you know, um, which is just just astonishing, really. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting as well next season as well because of these this extra two teams in the Champions League business and stuff, and you know, the, when as football fans are spoiled at the moment, we really, really, really are because. You can just see it now in about 10 years' time, can't you? Newcastle win the league and Liverpool 7th. And, and, and I was talking on a podcast about how we used to be great and, you know, Man City have been relegated and we're just like, I remember City and Liverpool like the two best teams and, you know, I don't know, Fernandinho comes in to, 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 as, as an interim manager because City are that awful and, you know, you, you've got you got Jordan Henderson coming in saying, oh, well, that wouldn't have happened in my day, you know? But <laughs> I'm just... But, that, a bit of a, a long, stupid 
like kind of situation and analogy I've, I've given. But what I'm trying to say is we just have to appreciate football now and what's going on. And Liverpool, right this second in the, the in the chase for quadruple, we've just played arguably the best team in the world and played probably in third gear and got a draw out of it. Yeah, you know the, our best players that haven't been on fire the last couple of months, Mane and Sal in particular. They still they still partner up to get a goal. We were bringing Bobby Firmino off the bench. He's just I'm a he's one of my heroes. The likes of Diaz coming off the bench. You know the likes of Milner, Oxley Chamberlain, Elliot, Divock Origi, unused subs. <laughs> there was there was a time gone. You laugh, but there was a time gone by where we were sitting there. We were one nil, you know, one nil down, two nil down. The game was like you sitting in. And as much as we love Divock Origi, he's going to go down on the procession box. I'm going to mention him just before the second part of the podcast because he has agreed to deal with AC Milan, but. There was times gone by where that, that was it. It was like, right, okay, do you stick as you are or do you, or do you bring Divock Origi on? And as, as much as he's been brilliant at times and he's, he's he's a cult figure, he's not world class. We brought Bobby Firmino and Diaz off the bench. Yeah. That's what we did in that game. You know, we brought Jordan Henderson off. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's one of those games where, so it's one of these moments in football and one of these moments as Liverpool fans that we just have to sit there, save and enjoy it. And people like me can chat all day, and okay, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're podcasters, and that's what we're going to do. And you know, we're part of the, this big media hype as such now. But let's just appreciate it and, and enjoy. There was two teams going toe to toe. It's a fantastic game. And at the end, the ninety second minute, there was an attack for City and there was an attack for Liverpool. And normally, in most Premier League games, you can see you can see the game whittling out with 10, 15 minutes ago. That wasn't the case with Liverpool City. Any team could have won it. And when Sterling went through and nutmeg Allison, I was just like, nah, anyone but that rat. You know, <laughs> anyone but that rat. And there you go. I mean, last thought on it before, I want to give a tribute to Canada, Vicar Rigi, Danny Air. Was, <laughs> let me give you, give you a couple of points on the last thoughts. The first one was Edison on the line. What, yeah. what was all that about? It's just, it's, Cool as you like, isn't it? It's something to do with the way they're breeding those keepers. Because how many times this season have we had our hearts and our mouths over Allison doing different things? The two of them just seem calm as you like. That you can, like, I don't know about you. I remember playing obviously Saturday League footy. The last I would rather hoof a ball out for a corner than pass it back to my goalkeeper because no, you don't trust goalkeepers in Saturday League football. Anytime you have the thought to pass it back to them, you thought they're going to let it slip underneath them or they're going to just. Like end up giving it to the other team. You didn't trust them. Where there's so much faith in these goalkeepers, and they just seem to be so chill. And as I said, that whole thing with Edison, he went to pass the ball, and he was like, mm, "No, actually, I can't make that pass. It might get intercepted. Let me just hold on for a second there." Jota comes flying in. Everyone's gasping except for Edison, who's going, "I'll just just hold on, hold up. Oh, there we go, pass it out." And he yeah. just, he didn't seem like a face him at all. I know it's it, it's it's crazy. Allison actually played well as well. He had a few moments again on Sunday, but. Uh, there you go. Another thing what I want to say just before we, I kind of give a bit of a tribute to Divock Origi, what a guy. Um, Jürgen Klopp's you know, team sheet was justified, wasn't it? Jota come in. Jota done absolutely nothing in 60 minutes of football. But the one thing that he done was scored a goal and he, he got the equaliser straight away more or less after City scored, which is actually probably the most important part of the game because at that stage, if City get a second, you feel, hmm... This game's run away from us. And what does you know? We had one, maybe two good attacks in the first half. That was brilliant. Robbo to Arnold, Arnold. He didn't have his best game. He didn't. So Jota and Jota just did what Jota does. Yeah, and I think it's hard as Liverpool fans because over the last few years we've been used to the Salamani Firmino situation, and sometimes you can look at Jota's play and go, 
he isn't really contributing enough to the team. He isn't contributing enough to the to the overall play because that's what we've been used to for, with, with Firmino. But the reality is, is what Jota does is he scores goals, and, and that's what he's there for. Jota is a, a typical old school centre forward where he's not going to be massively involved in play. He's going to be like a to quote him because Johnny's coming on in a minute. He's going to be like a Ruud van Nistelrooy that you keep him inside those eighteen yards and you get the ball to Jota and he's scoring goals and he's going to get you. You play him consistently. He's getting 25 goals a season. Yes, he's not going to be tracking back and he's not going to be setting out like amazing through balls like Firmino. But that's why we have two players. That's why we have options because you bring on Firmino. He helps with the play. He helps to dictate the passing and all the rest of it. Or you bring on Jota and you get the ball into the box and Jota's getting his head on the end of it for you. And, and that's the joy of variety. And as you said, he didn't do much, but he scored. And that's all you want. Well, that's it. And it was the timing of the goal. The timing was so, so important because, as I say, City were all over. So I think when I was watching at the start of that game um, on Sunday, for me, it was like watching Liverpool teams of years gone by. We just dominated the ball, went 100 miles an hour to the team and kind of um, intimidated them and scored early, which is, you know, what Liverpool have been used to doing. But yeah. we take the draw and um, we move on. We've got City at the weekend, which we'll kind of briefly preview in the second part of the podcast. And then we've got uh, United, which is what's the biggest game in world football when United mattered. But I'll say that before Johnny comes <laughs> on. But just before we do the second part of the podcast, Danny, 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 David Carigi, he's, 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 he's agreed. And um, I think, it, I don't know if it's official yet, or but it looks like he's agreed a three-year contract with AC Milan. And um, he's leaving us at the end of the season. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to leave a little tribute to him because as I say, he's... He's he's a favourite of mine. We all know it. We all we've all had jokes about it. You know, my, my local bar people laugh about me. See every single cup that Jurgen Klopp has won. Divock Origi has had a major part to play in every single one of those victories. Yeah. Even this season in the League Cup, he come on for half an hour and he played. He played. He played all right. You know, every, and he, not to mention the early early rounds of the cup competition. He scored loads of goals. Champions League final, come on, scored a winning goal. Prem, re, year we won the Premier League three or four important goals. He has not been an absolute outstanding, you know, quality, amazing player, but he's got some important goals, you know, like Lewis Garcia, Lewis Garcia years gone by and stuff. So, well, it's going to be sad that he's going to go, Danny, but, you know, I know you probably don't hold him as high as I do, but can you understand why someone like me and other people might share my feelings? It's sad that Origi's gone, but at the same time, when he'll go and if, he, if AC Milan ever comes to Liverpool the, the loudest cheer on the pitch will be for Divock Regular. Yeah, I think the reality is when you look at his, his career you look at what he's done for Liverpool I think you can't help but just look at him and, and go do you know what, he'll always be remembered he'll always be remembered you, you're going to look in 15, 20 years when we've got all the Legends games taking place and different things like that and Divock Origi is going to be playing in them because the reality is, is that, as you said sometimes when you think of legends of football you think especially with Liverpool you think of your, your Gerrard you think of your Rush your Daglish you'll be thinking of Salah and, and boys like that boys that have really influenced Liverpool in a massive way but when you think of those situations Divock Origi has been a massive part of them and you, you can't deny that yes he's not the best player in the world but neither was Vladimir Schmeisser but he'll always be remembered as a, a legend neither was Jerzy Dudek but the things that he'd done in the Champions League final 2005 cement your place and sometimes it just takes a moment. And Divock Origi, weirdly enough, has had three or four of those moments where he's like, 
made his mark in massive, massive moments within the club, whether it be that that goal that he scored against Everton in the last minute, whether it be the Champions League final, as you said, and different things like that. Um, yeah, you, you can't help but think to yourself, like he's always going to remember in a positive light and he's always going to remember in Liverpool as a legend because he showed up in big moments. And that's what you'd expect of great players. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, I, I just, I love the guy, I respect the guy. And, he, you know, he's, no matter what happens, he's got those trophies on his CV, you know, and, and it's just something that other players don't. And he's got, he's won everything, apart from yeah. the FA Cup. But at the end of the season, he could have literally won everything. So it's, it's just mad, isn't it, when you think of it? Like, because you, you think of boys like Olivia Giroud and boys like that, that, like, they're never, like, one club, absolute legendary, like, shape the way the team play type players. But when you look back on their CVs, like you could you could give a valid argument when Divock Origi retires, you could give a valid argument that he was an absolutely unbelievable player because of the CV that he's got, the clubs that the the, the trophies that he's won, and the moments. Like it's not like as I said, we we look at like Shakiri winning the league and things like that. He he sat on the bench for it and he, and he got a trophy and that that's great. Divock Origi, you can show moments in those final games where he won cups. Where Divock Origi actually influenced the play, and, and that's the difference. Is that he will yeah. for me? Yes, he's never going to be in the in the esteem that he probably holds in your mind. But for me, he's there in like the sort of Olivier Giroud type. That that he's not an awful player that's being carried by his team. He's not the most influential person in the team, but he is a, a, a player that has showed up and had big moments in big games. Poor Olivia Drew, hey, World Cup winner, but there you go, saying nothing. <laughs> exactly. yeah, no. That's the thing, is that you'd never think of Giroud as a legend, but yet he's won the World Cup, he's won the Prem, he's won everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you mean, but there you go. But yeah, my little tribute to Vicar Regan, and don't get me wrong, I think there'll still be another one before the end of the season. But we're going to take a quick break now, and we're going to um, invite Johnny Fahey on. And we're going to kind of preview the United game and talk a little bit about United uh, United woes. Um, and we'll mention City briefly as well, because like, we, it's hard to preview the same team two weeks in a row that everyone knows everything about. So <laughs> we won't bore you. But in the meantime, we'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you for listening to Ammo. And Danny's Irish Outfield Road. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Well, everybody, welcome back to... Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now, we have got City, obviously, in the FA Cup on Saturday, which we were speaking about in the previous part of the pod. Uh, and we're not going to go into the tactics of all of that again after chatting about City from last weekend. Uh, but after that, on the Tuesday, we play United at home. Now, United, I think it's well documented how United season's going at the minute. Um, couldn't they sit in seventh, game in hand? Um, so potentially they can jump West Ham to be sixth at the minute, but it has been a hard slog season, and we have got our good friend Johnny on, uh, who has come to join us to talk a little bit about that. How's it going, Johnny? Uh, not doing too bad, mate. Not too bad at all with yourself. Yeah, doing good, thank you. Doing bad, can't complain. We were saying off air there, wasn't we? You're going to play footy tonight, and me and Ammo can't go because Ammo's going drinking, and I'm crap at footy, so we can't make it. <laughs> um, no, I was, I was going to say, I'm actually not going drinking, but I'm going to the bar for the atmosphere. Um, and he is, I was going to say, Danny, we should, you should introduce him as a friend of the podcast. But come the end of this podcast, I don't know if he'll be a friend of the podcast. <laughs> can, I just say, can I just say, before we get into that, who goes to the bar for atmosphere? It's like going to a strip club because you like dancing. Like, who does that? It's not, it's not a thing. 
<laughs> Some people like dancing, don't they, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> we all know that we're going to see Ammo's stories on Instagram later of him sloshed after this game. <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> obviously, after Ammo's gone for atmosphere hunting, uh, we, we have got the United game coming up on Tuesday. And Johnny, as you said, United seasons have been a little bit all over the place. I'd love to get your viewpoint on why you think it's been the way it's been. Because obviously last season, United were flying. They were doing really well. There was a lot of hope, a lot of optimism for how this season was going to go. He's brought Ronaldo in. It was such a sort of big moment. But yeah, it's just kind of failed to materialise into anything. What do you think has been the key problems there? Where do you start, to be honest? Um, a lot of it boils down to... I don't think changing manager halfway through the season is a good thing in the first place. And getting personally, I don't think the manager we have now tactically is great. Hmm. You know, when he first came, there's tactics and all were all over the place. And thirdly, I think it's the attitude of the players. It's just like they don't really care. There's no interest. And they keep blaming Ronaldo for this. It's all Ronaldo's fault, all this, that, and the other. But there's games Ronaldo hasn't played and they've been woeful. Absolutely woeful. So, there is no real excuse. I just don't know where to start and where how it's failed this season, to be honest. I just don't know where to start. It's embarrassing. It seems like a bit of a category of, of errors, doesn't it? There's there's news today coming out, and Ammo, it's worth asking you, there's news today that the dressing room in United is obviously being split because one of the big things is that potentially the board is looking to offer Paul Pogba £600,000 a week to stay at United next season. And, and obviously his, his agent is obviously putting all sorts out on the internet about this and leaking stuff and all the rest of it. Obviously, that's going to cause a massive faction within the, the, the dressing room, obviously with Ronaldo and all the rest of it. But do you think it's come down to a, a category of things that, that has caused this problem this season? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot of things, isn't it? I mean, the, 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 I don't think they should have got with a soap shot. I think they got with the social because they thought they had to because it was kind of like a media response almost. Um, but can I just bring back to the point about Ronaldo before we discuss Pogba there? Um, I was chatting to Johnny kind of, you know, today and we, we Ronaldo was brought in to score goals and to sell shirts and to not go to City. And by Ronaldo coming to United, I tell you what he's done. He sold shirts, he's not gone to City and he scored goals. So why I don't I don't get why everyone gets on his back. It's kind of easy, isn't it? Because it's not actually his fault. This pressing this and pressing that. Um, but when it comes to Pogba, I think that the fact that they want to keep Pogba is is very very simple. It's them saying we're Man United. Players don't leave us. We're still we're still credible. We're still a team that you know matter. And no matter where United are in the league, what cup competition they're in, what's going on off off the field, or how good or bad they are on the field, they're still probably top four or five clubs in the whole world, no matter where they are financially. So 600 grand to, play, to, to Pogba isn't a big thing because it keeps them, it keeps the reputation as such, you know, this argument that, you know, Pogba on social media is big in the United and all, all that malarkey. But I think it's a statement to say, we're not going to let Pogba run out of his contract and walk away from Manchester United. And then people go, ah, oh, well, look what he did to United. It's a bit of kind of an ego thing, which I get it because, you know, I'm sure other big clubs have done that. But when it goes to, the, when we talk about the on-field problems and stuff like that, I mean, Johnny, I mean, Johnny, you're a defender. So mm-hmm. maybe Danny chipped in on this. You're a defender, mate. Harry Maguire. So is it is it a victim? Is, it, is Harry Maguire a victim of his own success? 
and I'm sure anyone that listens to this podcast will understand what I'm saying. Is he a victim of his own success, really? I think he's not a victim of his own success. He's not really had any, apart from one season at Leicester, to be honest. I think he's a victim of media and that he's English and they paid too much money for him. That's what he's a victim of, and he's just crap. No, but Johnny, come on. Right, right, right. Listen, I'm no England fan. Everyone knows that. Right, it's been well documented. Before England, he's been phenomenal. Uh, But if you look right, you're saying for England's been phenomenal. But look at the last, say, even eight games England's played. Sam Marino. Teams are in there. They come on there, not even the top. Switzerland is the hardest. Johnny, he was in a Euro final six months ago. Yeah, so but look at the teams that played to get the Euro finals. He was, but the players around them are just as bad. It's not just all Maguire, you know. Yeah. It's just he's the whole United is defensive. Like, big, big exception there. If people go on about Fran and how amazing he is, I haven't been, I haven't been that surprised. Su- how would you put it? That impressed overall. He's made just as nearly as many mistakes as Maguire has on occasions. You know, and yeah, he's I mean, been quite a lot. So. But he won four, four European Cups at Real Madrid. You know, he come in at 29 years of age in his peak. You look at Thiago Silva, went into Chelsea, 35. And, he, you know, he's still doing it, 37, 38, in, you know, in big competitions. Varane is in his peak. Well, Maguire, is it? Well, what's going on, Johnny? Well, Varane may be in his... The reason why Varane won those because he had a lot of good players around him. That's the difference. You know, you can have a, be an exceptional defender if you're good players around you. You know, uh it's, I just, he's good, but he's not. I think he's overrated, to be right. fair. People are well, going to probably blame me for that, and I don't uh, care. Well, well Johnny, overrated. Let's, let's look at the positives. We've got a game on Tuesday. Um, me and Danny have, have joked. It's kind of United. They've got, okay, they're playing for top four, but what will really help, what do you, how do you pronounce his name, Raniac's kind of reputation, is if he gets a victory over Liverpool. There's one chance to do it. He won't be there. He's never going to be Manchester United manager again. Against the Liverpool team, this is his one chance to go down history of having like a hundred percent record against Liverpool. Um, let's look at the positives. How can United beat Liverpool, and can you see them beating Liverpool considering all the changes they made uh, midweek there, maybe in the FA Cup? Do you think that Liverpool are going to take it seriously, and do you think United it's their cup final? Just basically, how does it go? I think um, like it is a big game. I personally think it's a must win, but. Uh... Like, look at the results earlier in the year for Liverpool against United. You know, so if they can't get their energy up, their, their ambition, their fight going against Liverpool, then they shouldn't be wearing the shirt, to be fair, because the history between Man United and Liverpool goes on for decades. It took Liverpool 35 years to catch up to United, and I can see United waiting 35 years to catch up to Liverpool. That's the way it's going to go. So it is. But I think this could be the game where that... United will probably play absolutely out of their skin, amazing for this one game, and then probably if they win that, they'll probably just go, "Oh well, we won the Liverpool game. Let's just fart about again and be lazy and get paid half a million pound a week for doing nothing." Do you think yeah. they have to? Do you think that they have to play? Because I think I, I go back to your point there, which I think you were you were completely right on when it comes to like Harry Maguire, Maguire and stuff. Is I think that he's kind of he's crush he's being crushed under the pressure of his own price tag. And a mixture of the media stuff as well is the fact that I think he's probably a better player than what he is. But if you're constantly being slated, it's like, oh, they paid this amount for him. He's meant to be worth this much. He's not. He's being put in the same price bracket as as Diaz and Van Dijk and all these different players, which he, which he's not the caliber of. Let's be honest. But he's constantly getting leathered. 
is this going to be a game where going into this, they have to play well? Because you know the media attention that's on a game like this, and you know the absolute leathering that they're going to get if they lose this game, even though Liverpool are playing so well this season. I think the, the media will still come down so hard on United if they get beat. Yeah, 100%. You know, it is a must-win game without a shadow of a doubt. But realistically, every game between now and the end of the season is a must-win, really. Yeah. To get any chance to get in the top four. And as a United fan, which breaks my heart to say it, I can't even see them getting into the top four. You know, it's a big challenge. But this Liverpool game, as you were saying there, is to be United's cup final. You know, they should go out, should go out and want to win. If they don't, then there's something totally wrong with them. They shouldn't be that team at all. So it is a must, must win. Yeah, no, I think you're right, especially with the the way it is in the league. As you said, you're two point wolves are behind just by two points. You're still only six points behind Spurs, who are fourth at the minute. And let's be honest, we all know the Spurs are going to bottle it at the end of the season because they do it every season. So you need to be able to get those points. Danny, oh, yep. Think of how many goals when Allison scored in the Open Conference next season. Serious question, Johnny. Um, I know we're coming to, I know we'll stop the time here, but serious question. Do you think if United don't finish in top four that Ronaldo goes, or do you think he stays? That is a question I don't think Ronaldo can answer. Um, I <laughs> I think, why would he? Not just Ronaldo, I could see other players leaving. You know, why would Ronaldo want to stay at a team that's finishing seventh, if even seventh? You know, why would he? He's a world-class player. Yes, he's getting old, but He's still a world-class player. I would like him to stay, personally, but I don't think he will. Oh, that's... It's kind of... I should really be enjoying this more than what I am. I actually... I wish I wasn't interviewing a friend here, because if I wasn't interviewing a friend, I'd probably enjoy it a little bit more, but I can generally see the hate. Like, no one can see this podcast. Everyone's listened to it, but we are doing it via Zoom, <laughs> and we, we are conceited, and I can just see the hate and that the hate in Johnny's face and... If persona is just not like it used to, you know. I think the last time we were on this podcast, you predicted any United win and to shut us up. But now you're just like, well, probably not. But what I will ask you, Johnny, before we do go, is uh, give me a wee score prediction. I, I, why do you do this to me, Ammo? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I could say I want United to win. I'd like to say it's an exciting game, but previous times from the match have been so boring and very little goals that we've discussed in previous casts before. So I could either say Liverpool hammering us like 4-1 or United scraping maybe a 2-1 win or something like that. I could say you've got look at your front player. Come on, you've got some of the best players in the world there. You're still keeping a faith. You're still keeping a faith, Johnny, anyway. You're still keeping a faith. You're still the best (laughs) front players in the world and you've got probably the worst it's actually near enough one of the worst defences in the Premier League for conceding goals. So that that says it all, really. So what you're trying to say is if we don't win, then it's more shame on us. That's what you're trying to say. Well, yes, I'm not going to lie. It breaks my heart to say it. <laughs> um, it really does. It That's all right. It's, don't worry. Listen, it's not being recorded. No one's going to listen to it. And it's all just right. between us three. All right, right. I'm going to get such a statement from my Man United fans here listening to this. <laughs> you'd, like, you'd like to hope that Man United fans aren't listening to a Liverpool podcast, so hopefully you'll be safe enough in this, but you never know. Well, they might want to because I'm on, you see, maybe. There's a few of them. Aye, well, let's hope. Well, we'll be making sure to publicise it as much as we can. So, right. that'll, that'll help. <laughs> and then I'll look forward to having a wee, a wee video call or something after the match, laughing his head off along with yourself. 
in the corner of the room, crying my eyes out, doubled over. Saying nothing. Saying nothing. I think all I can say about the match as we finish is the fact that I think it's going to be an interesting one. If you have a Liverpool United game on a Saturday at three o'clock, the 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 atmosphere is electric. It's a crazy match to be at. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Amo's been at the game before. I've been at the game before, and it's an electric game. Will you put it as technically it's a must-win for both teams? If we've got any chance of catching City. If you've got any chance of finishing in the top four, both teams have to win this game. It's a Tuesday night. It's under the lights. It's a. It's it's going to feel like a Champions League match, and and I think it's just going to be a crazy match to watch with two teams that are going to be going all out because of the history, because of what's at stake in the game. I think we're going to see, no matter what the results, I think we're going to see an absolutely electric match. I wonder if uh, Ronaldo might you know break a toe the, the night before and not be available. Be interesting to see, won't it? I just, I just like to know what it actually feels like they were doing well in the Champions League again. Could you help me out a wee bit? Could you? <laughs> well, you know the the crendible, the crendible. What the what? Listen, we've won the European Cup six times, you know, and and it's just great. Just saying. <laughs> Make sure you edit that, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is definitely staying in the pot. <laughs> yeah. But, do, you know, do you know what? As always, Johnny, it's a pleasure um, having you on. We love being able to speak to you. We love being able to get your views. And you know what? The reality is, is that if we were doing this podcast five, six years ago, me and Ammo have sat in your position. We've been at Liverpool games where Liverpool are struggling to make it into Europe for years. And we were talking, even just in the first half of the pod, about the fact that the reality is with the way football is going at the minute, we've got to enjoy it as it is, especially as Liverpool fans, because in the next couple of years, City and Newcastle might outspend all of us and Liverpool will be struggling in the same position as you. So we just don't know how it's going to go. Football can be fast. It can change very, very quickly. And like I said, we're enjoying it now. You've been enjoying it for 30 years before now. Um, and that's just... Sometimes Give them my age there. Come on. Uh, and, and Danny, can I just say what my final say is? You said, you know, the reality is, is that we're not. We're in this area. Liverpool are class. United aren't. And uh, that's just a reality. Bah, bah, so there bah, you go. Bah, bah. So United were class for thirty-five years, where Liverpool were, where we were. So uh, yeah. uh, I, I was going to mention a couple of players, um, <coughs> Ryan Giggs and Mason Greenwood. There, but I can't because you know we go out too early on the radio station. But there you go. All right, nice one. That, that there's definitely blew the belt. Yep. <laughs> on that note, we're going to cut this off. And uh, as I said, we'll be back to review this game next week, uh, as well as the City game in the FA Cup and everything else in between. Uh, so thank you all so much. Thank you for coming on, Johnny. And thank you all for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.